Welcome to A Word from the Valley, a weekly podcast produced for you from Zion Lutheran Church in Middletown, Maryland. For more information about our faith community and our weekly worship services, visit us at zionmiddletown.org or find us on Facebook. We hope you have a great week, and God bless. Dinner tonight, I told my boys that they need to pay attention because I was going to be talking about Disney. And immediately Thomas looks up and is like, that's his love language, of course. And he's like, tell me more. I said, yeah, we're going to talk about Disney tonight in the sermon. He's like, about happily ever after? I'm like, actually, now that you mention it, yes. And my wife immediately says, oh my God, what are you doing? <laughs> right? She's a little afraid. Maybe we all should be. But I've been thinking a lot about that, that very common way to end a story. And they all lived happily ever after. I mean, how many of us remember reading books to our children that end the happily ever after ending? Happily ever after endings are the stuff that Disney has made billions of dollars off of. Last week while we were in Disney World, my wife insisted that we stay at a, for a fireworks show in Magic Kingdom, which just so happens to be called Happily Ever After. Now, I was amenable to doing this, but in all honesty, I was done with Disney before we even left the hotel room for Disney that morning. <laughs> the babies didn't sleep that night before, and to be honest with you, they didn't sleep any night, because, I mean, why would, a, why would anybody want to sleep on a mattress that's like a quarter inch thick in a pack and play? It's insanity. We woke up at 7 a.m., not a morning person, 7 a.m. is early. That is not for you. Um, imagine staying up till 11 o'clock at night, all right? Because we had to get dressed and we had to be at the park or at the, at the bus stop by 8.30 and, you know, getting four people plus and four adults to the bus station, actually six adults a day, it's not an easy task. We had to be at the bus stop by 8.30 so that we can make it to the park by 9 because we had a very busy day scheduled. I must have walked that park like 16 times back and forth, drag, pushing a stroller, dragging a four and seven year old from one ride to another, and I don't like rides. I was chasing my brother and sister-in-law who are in much better shape than I am, who walked twice as fast as me, and they're going from one ride to another to another, and I'm just trying to keep up with them. I have been pushed, I have been bumped into, I have been stuffed into all kinds of seats and rides that day. I stood in line for hours for 30-second ride. I was tired and not at all thrilled that at 8 o'clock at night we had to stay in this park with our four very tired children to watch a fireworks show. And there were so many people that night. The area up in front of the castle where we really wanted to see the fireworks, that was full. Okay, fine. Then we tried to move down Main Street to like, nope, Main Street's all blocked off. You gotta go to the front of the park. Okay. So we're down at the front of the park where the train station is to watch the fireworks show. And all this had been building up all day long. Like, I was tired, I was done. Which was, you know, making me my normal, happy, jovial self that you all know and love so much, right? (laughs) All I wanted to do was go back to the room that night, put my feet, my very swollen feet up, and go to bed. But we couldn't because the fireworks show. And then the announcer gets on and says... 
and they lived happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire, it calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. My wife right now's heart is fluttering up, 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 like a little hummingbird. She's so happy to hear those words. The entire time the announcement was going on, I'm like, blah, 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 blah. Get on with the fireworks. Done. Shoot them off. 20 minutes of fireworks. And, and, it, and it, I don't mean to be cynical, but like in my line of work, it's, it's rare that my days end happily ever after. And I know that, that those words from the announcer were meant to inspire people, but those words, they, they just pushed me over the edge that day. Because as a pastor, I'm tasked with walking with people through very dark times. I help people bury loved ones for a living. I, I manage and deal in conflict daily. I, I make decisions that some will cheer and some will boo all at the same time. I walk with people as they walk with their loved ones, who, as their health slowly declines and their ability to function. Rarely do my, the, do my work days end with anyone leaving or living happily ever after. And then here's Disney proclaiming this to be a reality. And I was miffed and tuned out almost immediately as the guy was talking. But remember, I, I said we were pretty far back. Right? And the fireworks. See, we, we really couldn't see what, you could hear it, because they're really good at that. And we could see the, the, the fireworks going on, but we couldn't see what was happening on the, on the castle. We couldn't see what they were projecting. Which was a shame, because that part of the show told more than just the happily ever after ending that made me want to gag. It was last night. The boys had just had a bath, were sitting on it, getting ready for bed. And I found someone live streaming the fireworks show from Magic Kingdom. And they were up front. While I was very, still very much cynical, Thomas, Isaiah, and Diane loved the fireworks show that night. They even found a soundtrack on Alexa, the Happily Ever After soundtrack that they got to see. It's been playing over and over in our house. You wonder how crazy I've been. And I thought, you know what, why not? It'll get me out of reading a story. It'll make them happy. I'll be good, right? Hopefully they'll both go this peacefully to bed. And of course, in the show, they showed all the good parts of the movies and their stories, but just as I was about to roll my eyes and tune it out again, I got to see the part that we missed that was displayed on the castle. The part of the show that shows the villains, the conflicts and the adversity that the characters in all these Disney stories have to go through and deal with in order to get to that happily ever after ending. Disney just didn't show the ending of their movies where everyone walks away happy and, and singing. Because we were so far back, I couldn't see that part of the fireworks show. And as my boys all crowded on my lap, as we watched Disney do what they do best, I thought, you know, maybe it is possible within a Christian framework to live happily ever after. But in order to live happily ever after, we first must face some kind of trial and tribulation. As, as a Lutheran, as Lutherans, I understand that, the only, that only good things come from God. Good things are a gift that come from God. The idea that God punishes us or doesn't give us more than we can handle is inherently wrong, and dare I say, even heretical. Instead of saying or believing that God doesn't give us more than we can handle, I think it's better to say God will help you walk through the unthinkable, that you were never meant to handle this alone. 
Despite what some so-called Christian pastors and leaders might believe or say, suffering is part of the Christian narrative. God might be the source of all goodness and only good things come from God, but we also believe that evil dwells in our world and that we as sinners live in total depravity to our sin. Baptism might forgive and erase that original sin that we're all born with that separates us from God, but it's not a get out, that baptism is not a get-out-of-jail-free card. Jesus, who was born without sin, faced temptations daily. And if you come on Sunday, you'll hear that story again. The reality with our baptism is that while we might coo in over a baby or an adult receiving the gift of baptism, the, dwell, the devil looks at those who are baptized and says, Refreshment. The devil works diligently trying to break us and pull us away from the gospel, from the good news. Life doesn't get easier once you're baptized and given the promise of salvation. In fact, I think it gets worse. Life didn't get easy for Jesus after he was baptized. I mean, he had some pretty good days, but he also had a lot of really bad days. We like to forget that part of scripture. You know, I know that there are a lot of American Lutherans who don't like the use of crucifixes in worship spaces. We claim to say, you know, we'd rather see an empty cross, be reminded of the resurrection. We gold-plate our cross and make it all pretty, but the cross is a symbol of torture and death. It was a painful and horrible way that Rome used to execute justice, or so-called justice. But the cross should be a reminder to us that Jesus had some really bad days. Really bad days in life and ministry. There are a lot of days that didn't end happily ever after for our Lord. Who is Good Friday really good for? It certainly wasn't for Jesus. I mean, the night before his crucifixion, Jesus prayed, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me, yet not my will, but your will be done. And as he prayed, the gospel, the evangelist Luke tells us that his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down on the ground. All the disciples abandoned him. His chosen leader denied ever knowing him three times to others. And one of his own betrayed him and handed him over to the authorities. But we all know that this story doesn't end at the cross. We all know what comes on Sunday morning. We know the story of our Lord does indeed end happily ever after. You know, we could stay in our post-resurrection time and never go back to the cross as Christians. We could stay in this mindset that we all live happily ever after. But you and I both know that life rarely gives us happily ever after endings. And I think most people see through that lie and turn away from churches who only live in the post-resurrection reality. Because it denies the reality that they're currently living in. While the gospel does have a positive happily ever after ending, how do we help people facing temptation, suffering, and adversity on a daily basis? How do we show them that God is with them, that God understands them, that God wants to be with them? The answer, I believe, lies in the next 40-some days. Each year we take a break from our post-resurrection reality to tell the story of our Lord, both the good and the bad. We tell the story of Jesus facing temptation, of being rejected, of his followers abandoning him because they didn't like the message he was preaching. We tell the story of his arrest and conviction, crucifixion, and death. We tell it all. We tell the world, yes, the pain you are experiencing, the trial you are facing, the grief you are experiencing, it is real. And it's not a punishment from God. 
We see, look, here is our Lord. See his hands, his feet, his side. They bear the mark of suffering and death. Our Lord knows what it means to be in pain, to weep. And then we tell them that they're not a hopeless cause. And because of our Lord, you can live happily ever after. Tonight we begin this work of telling the dark side of our Christian story. Over the next six weeks, we will tell the the story of our Lord's final days, how he was killed for something he did not do, and how God redeemed him. And in telling this story, may we not forget that this is not just a story about Jesus, but it's a story about us as well. We are part of this story. We are part of the redemption as well. Tonight we make a commitment to seeing this story through. We make a commitment not just to hear the good parts of the story, of shouting Hosanna, of celebrating his resurrection. We see it all. We make a commitment to not just hear the good parts of the story, but also hear the bad parts as well. The parts where we shout, crucify him. The parts where we're willing to sell Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. The part where we deny knowing Jesus. Tonight we trace with dirt a cross on our foreheads. Now that cross we trace on your forehead is not a badge of honor that we wear, but is a stark reminder that death is part of the Christian story. That in order to get to the part where we live happily ever after, we must first face the greatest trial of all. We must face our own mortality. We must face the fact that death is inevitable. In a life where it is rare that an innocent person is vindicated for crimes he or she did not commit, And happy endings rarely occur. Let us boldly stick together, proclaiming both the good news and the bad, so that on Easter Sunday, we can boldly and confidently proclaim that we all indeed will live happily ever after. And even though it might seem like evil and the devil might win today or tomorrow or the next day, God has won the battle. God has won the war. And God will redeem us in the same way that God redeemed our crucified and risen Savior, Jesus the Christ. Our happily ever after ending starts with the cross.